This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. So glad you are joining us today, and I hope you are ready for an unbelievably encouraging story. We have never had a a guest like this, a story like this on this show, and it would be hard to replicate. It it really would be. But Austin joins us to talk about how he's been able to persevere, how, how he's been able to overcome the, I think he used the word incomprehensible, uh, the fact that he has survived two plane crashes. Just the, the fact that he's been in a plane crash, let alone two, and that he survived both of them is unbelievable. Uh, but there's also a sad part, a, a devastating part to this story. Um, and he'll he'll talk about that as well. And, and the loss of, of his dad, uh, his first mom, as well as his second mom his sister, and his brother. And and so he has been, uh, I mean, just through so much, yet his perspective, his faith, his outlook is inspiring and remarkable. And, and I know that you'll leave today's podcast going, wow, 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 shaking your head. And and I hope that, that as we, we share this story too, you see... God's goodness shining through, God's faithfulness, the, the strength that we get from the Lord. Uh, Austin couldn't overcome this alone. There, there's just no way. Uh, so, so it speaks to God's realness. Now, the flip side of it, and I'll, I'll bring this up to Austin as well, you know, people hear tragedy and, and one of the, the default responses is, well, why God? How could, how could you? You know, what, what is the purpose of this? And, and so he touches on it a little, a little bit, but, but we all wrestle with this. And it's hard to gain full clarity on God's uh, plan, sovereignty, his, the fact that he is in control. It's a lot for us as, as humans to, to grasp, and, and especially in light of, of really hard things in life true tragedy and, and, and death that is surprising and, and, and all those things. And, you know, Austin mentions everything happens for a reason. And even that, there are verses that, that go along with that to a certain extent. But uh, 
the verse that I that I always cling to is Romans eight twenty eight, and it's that God works all things together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And and so God uses everything. He He works things together for good, and this is a broken world, and and there is tragedy, and He God has given us you know free will, yet He's also got us in the palm of his hand and he's got this world in the palm of his hand so to speak and and so all of it's hard to to navigate and, and I'm we're not going to have all the answers here today there, there's still I mean Austin's a young guy there's still a lot of wrestling that that he's going through and I sure don't have all the answers and um and so I guess just as we listen we, you know as you listen I I already talked to him but as you listen you know let, let yourself be encouraged, um, and I hope that it also puts things in you know perspective. Like this morning, I didn't have a great morning; was a little frustrated. And then I talked to Austin. It's like, okay, move move on uh, with whatever I was getting upset about. And so this puts that that kind of th- that type of thought into into perspective as well, um, because Austin just views things as blessings, and he even talks about this is an interesting concept. You know, nothing's negative. <laughs> and so what would that look like if, if you never viewed anything as negative? Even though ultimately it is, but wait, no, maybe it's maybe it doesn't have to be. It can actually be turned around for positive. And I think that speaks back to Romans eight twenty eight two, and that God uses everything, uh, the wins, the losses in life, the and actually I wrote a devotional about that in, in talking about Duke and Carolina. So hopefully you read that. And so and if you haven't subscribed to our, our devotional, I hope you'll check that out as well on unpackingit.com. You can subscribe for free, but but we take sports concepts, relate them to the Bible. And we actually wrote about Romans 8.28 uh, this week. And so uh, so anyway, I just give you that kind of backdrop, just kind of as you're going into this story, this is a, a very unique story. And then the way that Austin has taken his story to now develop this whole framework that, that he'll talk about with the word grit and, and, and just how he's now a speaker. So he's going around telling his story and encouraging people and, and wants to help teams and individuals overcome adversity. So I encourage you to also watch the ESPN special that was done. I think it's about 16 minutes. Watch that as well to complement this podcast interview because uh, that was done a number of years ago. Um, but then the fact, too, that Austin was on the Michigan team that was in the national championship just a few years ago. So, uh, so that's pretty cool as well. But there's my backdrop. We'll get to the interview afterward. I'll give you some other thoughts and responses. Before we jump in, let me thank our presenting sponsor, MediShare. MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. MediShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. My family, we've been a member for over five years and encourage you to check out whether or not MediShare is the right fit for you and your family. Uh, so you can go to MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. So here we go. Let's unpack the life and story of Austin Hatch. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. And 
Joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is Austin Hatch. He's a former college basketball player at Michigan who has an unbelievable story. He is a speaker who helps teams and individuals overcome adversity. You can check out austin-hatch.com. Austin, man, it's awesome to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Look forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Well, well, let's start with, with basketball because it's on it's on my mind. I'm I'm a Duke fan, excited for this this weekend. But but what are your memories of, of March? What what comes to mind being a, a former player at Michigan, but also growing up as a fan of Michigan and being a even a fan of Michigan now? Yeah, well, I um, you know, obviously, you know, um my senior my senior year at Michigan, we were blessed to make it to the national championship game. In San Antonio uh, against Villanova, where we, where we ironically played Villanova last week and unfortunately lost again. But um, you know, they're a good team, well coached, deserve to win. And um, but yeah, you know, the tournament's an awesome time, awesome time, best best part of the year from a sports standpoint, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, growing up, we always always had games on. Um, I di- I didn't follow Michigan basketball that much as a kid, to be honest with you. Um. Like some of my, one of my best friends, um, his dad went to Duke and he went to Duke, and so the big, big Dukes in their family, and we actually, we, I, I, me and a couple other buddies of mine, would go to the Duke basketball camp in the summertime. Um, we went there like four years in a row. I think like the summers after like fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Um, so I had a, I had a great, I had a great, got, got to play in Cameron and stuff. It was really cool. Um, oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So when you were there, did you interact with former players, current players? Do you yeah, remember some of those yeah guys? a little bit. I, I mean, I was young. I mean, I, I was only like 11 or 12 years old during those years that I, when I went. But um, yeah, I got, got to interact. Got to know Coach Chris Collins pretty well, actually. Nice. Um, he was he was a good player. And um, yeah, he like we would play like some open like we played like open gym. And when I was the last year I was there, I think it was eighth grade. Um and played open gym and he played too. Um yeah, it was just a lot of fun. A lot of fun. He could really shoot the ball, really shoot it. That's awesome. Well, so you mentioned the the national championship game, and, and so it's it's disappointing to obviously lose that game, but but what like what's the positive memories from that despite coming up short? Yeah, I mean just just the journey and the you know the 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 grit, the resilience, and stuff. My team, my teammates showed, and um, just to be a part of that. Obviously, would have loved to win. Would have loved to win, obviously. But you know, um, getting getting to the final four, getting the getting to play in the national championship game. I mean, so there's only, I think there's about 320 D1 teams, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, there's two men's basketball teams that are playing in April every year. It's or, or, well, there's four. This, the beginning of April, and then you know, then the, the the second week of April, usually there's two teams left out of the 320. So it's great to be to be one of the two out of the 320. So really, really grateful for the for the experience. Definitely a once in a lifetime kind of thing. So, gosh, that that's awesome. Well, all right, let let's share your story, and, and maybe we'll start from the the basketball perspective because you you grew up as a as a basketball player. So at, at what point did you have a, a dream to go to Michigan. At what point did that dream become uh, a possibility? And then explain to our listeners how that, that, that dream was put in jeopardy uh, as well. And then, and then ultimately being able to, 
to, to put on the, the maize and blue and, and, and play for, for Michigan. Yeah, no. So I, um, so I, so my mom went to Michigan and my dad did research at Michigan before going to medical school at Wake Forest. My grandpas both went to Michigan. So we had, we had, my grandparents had season football tickets for, I think from 19, like 1970 until like 2017, they just gave them up. So, you know, Michigan's been in my family for years and I grew up going to football games in the fall and stuff. And, um, so it was always a dream to go to Michigan and, you know, as I, I always wanted to play, play basketball there from an early age. And then, um, you know, I obviously, you know, not sure that's going to be an actual possibility. Um, but it's great to have the dream and, um, you know, it starts with the dream. Right. And so I, you know, worked on, worked, was working hard on my skills and, you know, starting when I was really young, but, you know, tragically on, on September 1st, 2003, my family and I were flying home from my grandparents' house in Northern Michigan, um, to our home in Fort Indiana and the airplane tragically crashed as we were preparing to land and claimed the life of my mom, Julie, who was 38 at the time, my dad's high school sweetheart, my sister, Lindsay, who was 11, about to turn 12 a week later. And my little brother, Ian, who was only five, um, incomprehensible loss right i mean that's really the only way to way to describe it incomprehensible but um you know my dad and i pressed on find a way to keep living i don't think there's i don't think you ever get through that you never like it's never like a past thing and you just move on from you just kind of learn to cope with it you know learn to live with it and um so that's what we did he my dad led me through that um showed me what it, what it looks like to persevere to keep moving forward and stuff and um, he was eventually remarried to a lovely woman named Kimberly. who had three kids of her own. Um, we had a great blended family, restored some normalcy in my life. Not the same, obviously, but, you know, not great to have a mom and siblings at home again. And life was good. And I was working pretty hard on my basketball skills on the court. Got to be pretty good, fortunately. Um, and Coach Beeline offered me, from Michigan offered me a scholarship to play for him on June 15, 2011, after my sophomore year of high school. Um, I had to get a lot better, but he saw some potential in me that I could help the team win championships on the court, but scoring and rebounding, playing defense, things like that. Uh, we committed to each other June 15th. Um, looked forward to having a great career at Michigan. But then nine days later, tragically, June 24th, 2011, we were involved in a second plane crash. My dad and second mom and I were flying to Northern Michigan this time, the same place we were returning from eight years earlier. Um, we were flying to Northern Michigan this time, and the airplane tragically crashed again and claimed the life of my dad and second mom and Almost killed me too. I was in a coma for two months mm. and with traumatic brain injury, punctured lungs, five broken ribs, clap broken clavicles, like hematomas in my leg, like a lot, a long list of injuries. I don't even know them all. There's a lot of them though. And um, by the grace of God, nothing else. By the grace of God, I came out of the coma um, and was basically starting square one. I was in a wheelchair and Coach Beeline. Um, came to visit me in uh, uh, late August of 2011 after I was kind of coming out of the coma. Like, I kind of came out. I was kind of there, but I wasn't. Like, the lights were on when nobody was home, so to speak. Oh, man. And he, and he, uh, he told me, Austin, I can't wait to have him on my team someday. Whenever, whenever you're able to come to Michigan, man, I can't wait to coach you. So I was in a wheelchair at this point. I couldn't walk. And he, he told me that he can't wait to coach me someday. So – a lot of things had to happen to achieve that goal of, of overcoming the the challenges I faced. A lot of people contributed to my recovery and stuff, but more than anything, it took some grit. It took some grit. And my friend Angela Duckworth at University of Pennsylvania says that grit's passion and perseverance for the long-term vision. That's true. I think grit definitely is about working hard for the long-term goal, but um, on my journey, grit applied every single day. 
Michigan was a long-term goal, but to achieve the long-term goal, you had to win every single day. You know what I mean? So mm. I think Rick can be defined a little more specifically. So I'll just go through this really quickly here. Um, so four letters of grit, four key components to it. But first and foremost, I believe grit is driven by a greater purpose, by working for something bigger than ourselves, whether that's your faith, your family, your friends, your teammates, the organization you work for, right? Hopefully all of us are someone internally driven to be our best. But for me and my journey, I felt that having a greater purpose, you know, honoring my, my family in heaven and working hard to make them proud, that drove me. And also the people that were there to support me, I felt like I could, I could show my appreciation for them to, by working as hard as I could to overcome and i was my goal was to make the greatest recovery from a level seven traumatic brain injury that's, that's ever ever been made by anyone and um you know my dad always said us go big or go home man go big or go or go home and i thought, I thought if i go big things are gonna take care of themselves so greater purpose my family and my faith now it's my wife the purpose can change too it's mm. still my faith still my family in heaven obviously but i'm married now to the girl of my dreams i Completely, I've kicked my coverage. I'm sure the other men on the call can listen. They can relate to what I'm saying. Absolutely. But, so the person changed, and then so grits four letters: the G, growth mindset, which is versus opportunity. I believe we can grow from anything we experience in life. I firmly believe it. Not the event that we experience, but we can grow from how we choose to respond. If we look for the opportunity to grow from it, I believe we'll find a way. I believe we'll find a way. The R, the decision to be resilient. Do. Mr. We Mr. Webster, you know, the dictionary defines resilience as something like, you know, bouncing back to how you were before after being acted upon by an outside force or object or experiencing some sort of challenge. I don't think resilience is bouncing back to how you were before, though. Like the world's mm. never going to go back to how it was pre-COVID. It, mm. It's not going to go back to exactly how it was pre-COVID. I think resilience is, is taking massive action in the face of adversity, which will enable us to find a different way to win. Right? Like, Amen. winning before would have been going to Michigan, having a great career, maybe playing after college. Who knows? I couldn't do that after experiencing my injuries. But we found a different way to win. Be a great teammate, right? Work out every day to be the best that I could be. So um, growth mindset, resilience, integrity. The eye is integrity. And of course, integrity is about being honest, doing the right thing and no one's looking. Of course, that's true. But in addition, I believe integrity is about following through on our commitments and doing what we said we would do, especially when our circumstances change. So, um, yeah, so Coach B on offering a scholarship to play for him June 15, 2011. We committed to each other that day. The second plane crash happened nine days later, tragically, and almost killed me. Coach Bion came to visit me in the hospital in Chicago. I couldn't walk and told me that he can't wait to coach me someday. He said, whenever you're able to come to Michigan, man, I can't wait to have him on my team. So his follow-through and his commitment to me didn't waver, even though the circumstances drastically changed. And I think about that – from an organizational, cultural, collaborative perspective, right? If we can all do that, if we can all have our follow through and our commitments be a no brainer, regardless of circumstance, everybody on the team knows if we make a commitment to them, we're going to follow through no matter what. That can only help us win. Mm. That can only help us win. So making a commitment, though, is a very common thing. A lot of people do it. I would argue every person in every organization in the country makes a commitment of some kind every day. But I know for a fact there's not that same number of commitments made that there is commitments followed through on, especially when there's, there's a change in circumstance. So if making a commitment is a common thing, a lot of people do it. But if following through is uncommon, mm. especially when there's a change in circumstance, I believe following through on our commitments when the circumstances change is doing a common thing in an uncommon way. 
the result of doing the common things in an, in an uncommon way consistently, I believe, is we're going to leave people in places better than we found them. What we're going to ask you anybody to leave people in places better than they found them. So, really quick story here. Um, so, my dad was one of the greatest, one of the greatest men of all time, and he uh, taught me everything I know. Still learning a lot, but he was he was awesome, and he was a doctor, treated pain management in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I'm from. And he always he did the common things in an uncommon way all the time. We would go to McDonald's for breakfast on the way to school two days a week, Wednesdays and Fridays when he would drive carpool. And um, I learned this from a family friend last summer, actually. Well, I know the, the cashier at the McDonald's we'd go to is a guy named Josiah. Josiah was always there on Wednesdays and Fridays. And my family friend told my wife and I last summer that that cashier, Josiah, from McDonald's and Dupont Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Josiah was at my parents' funeral for my dad and second mom passed away in 2011. I, I think it's because I haven't seen Josiah in 11 years since we were at McDonald's last time, but I think it's, it's because my dad did a common thing in an uncommon way consistently. Mm. Instead of just getting the food and driving away, he would take an extra two or three, four seconds, maybe told Josiah he appreciated him that like that he was, that made him feel valued, that he was important because it was right. And so I think like, man, if we can all do that again, Gosh. I'll make that little extra effort to do the common things in an uncommon way. We're going to leave people better than we found them. Last letter is T. T to me is the team first mentality. I think we should always think about the team first. We should train ourselves to think we before me. We should remember every person has a role. Every person on every team on the planet has a role, and the role is very important. I know you probably didn't know this th- today, but um, I'm actually in the record books at Michigan. I'm Are in the you? record books. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the record books. No, and no, my record will never be broken. Probably never. Probably not with what you think. Um, I'm the all-time lowest-scoring full-scholarship athlete in program history. Oh man. Nobody nobody will ever be on a full ride four years and score less than one point. It will never happen. Uh, it will never happen. I couldn't play. But my role on the team was to be a great teammate, bring energy to practice, check balls, help with drills, encourage my teammates, and work hard every day to be the best that I could be. Right? And so I think I'm like, man, we can all just make that effort to consistently be the best of which we're capable all the time. We're going to, you know, a rising tide will lift all boats, as, as has been said. You know, we're going to, it's going to encourage our teammates to give a little extra to reach their full potential as well. Wow. Well, there's a lot to unpack in there and, and appreciate everything you, you shared and, and love the, the grit framework. And actually, I have the word grit on my whiteboard over there. I think that word's really powerful. It's a really strong, uh, durable, rugged word. I think, I think, I think it's excellent. I love the way, and I'm a big acronym guy. So I love the way that you, uh, you, yeah. you added other letters to that. So that's, that's fantastic. And, and so I, I love the, the, the story of, of perseverance in, in many ways, but, but from a, a sports standpoint, being able to get there at Michigan and, and to be able to be on that team when you're wondering if you're even going to be able to walk or, or get out of a coma. And, and there you are. So that, that's a, that's an unbelievable story. Uh, and then all that you've, you've overcome from a, a family and an emotional standpoint. And, and so I, I've got to hear the, the faith side of this and, and the way that, that God has, has met you in your pain and, and in the perseverance and in the grit. Uh, how have you uh, relied on him and, and how has your faith grown through, through this experience? Some of the, the, the high level lessons learned yeah you know for sure i mean it's like you realize um how 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 good god is in the midst of challenges and i don't feel like i deserve to have a life that i do now i don't feel like i deserve to have you know the, the amazing wife the amazing family i don't i don't think i deserve to have the incredible 
team of people that helped me overcome. And I just feel I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. And, you know, I, I believe it's James 1.12 says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Mm-hmm. For having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. I believe mm-hmm. that's James 1.12. And um, it doesn't say if you persevere when things are tough, you might get lucky. Like things might work out for you. Like it says you're going to be blessed. And what more can we ask for than, than to be blessed, right? And I hope my life is kind of proof of that because like we face some trials, some big ones. And, you know, we persevere, we find a way to overcome. And today I'm more blessed than I, than I could have ever imagined. So it's like, yeah, if you just, just stick with it, keep, keep, keep working, keep grinding and persevere. It's, it's a, it's a long road. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight or over, you know, for me, at least it, it was years. Mm. And, but if you stick with it, persevere, trust the process and just keep working, control the controllables. I feel like good things are going to happen. The results will take care of themselves. And I believe that, you know, God, I really believe that. I don't know if this is actually a, a biblical, not to give my two cents on, on my interpretation of the Bible. But I think God blesses the work. God blesses hard work. And I think if we, you know, it's kind of like people say, you know, you, like that you make your own luck. Like, yeah, I don't really think luck. I, I mean, yeah, there are some things that may just happen at the right time when the lottery kind of or whatever it's kind of lucky whatever or whatever you want to say but like i I just feel like you know if if we're diligent if we treat people the right way go about our business the right way god god will bless us for that no there's a there's a lot of verses that 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 go along with that and and we we reap what we sow and uh i'll I'll look up a couple of other verses and, and talk about at the end at the end of the show um to go along with that because i think that's a that's a wonderful point um, and, and so for you though, when, you know, I'm sure people are, are listening and thinking, well, when, when you dealt with these two tragedies, you had to have been mad at God and questioned whether God was good. So, so where, where was your, your, your faith and trust at when these things happened and, 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 and how has your, your faith grown, uh, in, in spite of the, these major challenges? Yeah, well, I think it's, um, yeah, you know, obviously I was, you know, there was a time when I was, you know, kind of mad at God because I thought God did this and he didn't do it. I mean, maybe he let it happen, but he didn't like pick me out of the, out of the, out of the hat and say, yep, I'm going to have you lose your family when you're eight and 16. It's going to happen to someone and I choose and I choose you. I don't know. I don't think that's how that, how, how it all works. So yeah, I, I you know, I, there were times when I was, when I was, when I, yeah, I was mad. I was frustrated. I was, I missed my family. I felt like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it's never a good question to ask why me, but there were times and I was like, you know, why, why did this happen? Like if, mm-hmm. if, if, if it's been, it's proven or it's said in the, in the Bible that everything happens for a reason, what's the reason for this? Mm-hmm. And even if I can use this to help other people, is that worth, was it, was that God, was it worth it to you to take my family from me so that I could help other people? I don't like, you know what I mean? Like kind of a hard thing to wrestle with. I didn't know. I, and I'll never know the answer probably. Hmm. Um, but then I, you know, kind of shifted my focus to from, Oh man, this, you know, this is tough. So terrible that it happened to me and my family. Okay. Well, how can I use this, these circumstances, these challenges, how can I use it to bless other people? And I, for me, I found that when, when we focus on how we can use our challenges to serve others and make an impact and help them, 
Like that, I think that's kind of how we can turn negatives into positives. Like I have this perspective. I don't really believe I experience negatives. Hmm. I don't really believe I, I really don't believe I do. Cause it's like, I believe everything I experience personally and professionally, everything I, I experience is going to contribute to my growth as, as, as a husband someday, as a dad, as a man, as a, I'm going to learn as a follower of Christ, right? Like, like everything, everything I experience is I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to turn everything I experience into a positive, or at least I'm going to do my best to, mm. you know? So it's like, yeah, you go through a challenge. You didn't ask for that, but if you approach it with a, with a, with a growth mindset or a growth perspective, look for how you can use it to get better. Is it really a negative, you know? I love it. Absolutely. No, it's a tremendous perspective and very hard to get, to get to that point. It's, it's almost like v- viewing everything as a, as a blessing. Everything's a blessing. Even the, sure. even the negative things are a blessing and, and, and kind of going back to your, your verse in, in James too. But, um, and so, uh, well, I guess that goes back to James where we consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kind. And so it's like, wait, there's a trial. How can we have joy? How can there be a blessing from it? Um, and so that's, that's that shift in the, in the, in our perspective and in our mind. So uh, I think you're, you're speaking to that for sure. Um, well, so, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a remarkable story and, and, and how God is, is using you now. And, and there, there's no question that, that he's, he's taken tragedy to, to now put you in places to be able to, to, to speak to people and, and to be able to help people see their circumstances differently so, so how is this actually practically playing out? You, you've become a speaker. You're speaking to, to businesses. Uh, how did all of that come about? And, and how did you kind of gain the confidence to say, I can go speak to, to, to large corporations and, and big business brands and, and share my story? Yeah, well, it kind of grew organically. So I, I, I spoke for the first time at a charity event in foreign Indiana, where I'm from. That was the first time I spoke and, you know, really enjoyed it. Did, did, did okay. But yeah. And, and then I, I spoke a few more times throughout college. And then I worked in the corporate office of Domino's, the pizza company in Ann Arbor. The head, the, the world headquarters is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So I spoke, or, or oh, excuse wow. me, I, wor- I worked there for a few years after I graduated college and kind of spoke on the side while I was there, using my vacation days to go speak and stuff and build the business. And um, didn't know that I'd ever be able to do it full time, but, it just kept growing. Demand kept growing. I kept getting more opportunities and yeah, it just kind of came about, you know, it's, I, I think it's, it, it's nice when um, things come about and you're not necessarily hunting for them. Like, obviously I, I, I didn't shut this idea down. If it grew to do where it is now, I was open to it, but like, I, I just kind of fell into it and I love it and it's been a blessing and it's um yeah, it's a, you know, I love, being able to earn a living serving other people. Cause that's what they, that's what I, that's what I do. I mean, I, I get asked to speak at a big event for whether, whether it's a hundred, 500 or 25,000 or whatever it is. Like, it's just like, I'm there to serve them. Mm. I'm there to serve the people in the audience. So like for that day, I look at it as like, I work for them. Right. That's like I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here to serve them. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just very. I'm, I'm always gracious for the opportunity to be there, grateful for that for their their willingness to bring me in. So that's how they serve. They they gave to me by giving me the opportunity. But once I'm there, I'm there to serve them. So it's a lot of fun. Gosh, I I love it, and I I don't necessarily know how, exactly how to how to word this, but 
to me, whenever speakers are willing to to share their story and and like you say, serve other people, you're also having to to kind of relive the pain uh, in some way over and over because you're talking about it. even joining us today on the podcast, talking about it and 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 bringing it to mind. So, how do you handle that? How you know how how do you embrace that this is your story and this is the story to sh- that God's given you to share? Um, in the midst of having to, to kind of, uh, you know, relive it almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's my story and it, it is what it is. It's obviously very unfortunate that I went through this and lost my family and, you know, it's terrible, but yeah, it almost does more for me being able to share it. And, and like, hmm. because it's like, you know, I could just keep it bottled up inside me all the time. And like, that's not healthy though. Right. Like, and, and, you know, and, and hopefully my story comes off as, I don't, I mean, what, what I went through is, is not relatable. The two, the two plane crashes are, is unrelatable. Most probably nobody, maybe nobody in the world has, has gone through, I don't know, very few people have gone through that, but everybody experiences adversity. Adversity is very relatable. Challenges are very relatable. Overcoming them, very relatable or wanting to overcome them. So it's like, Hey, you know what, if I can just share a little bit about my journey and hopefully provide a little perspective and, and, you know, enable them to, Oh, okay. I can approach that. I can approach my circumstances, my challenges this way, or I can still believe even when things are tough. Cause it's like, for me, from a faith standpoint, I think it, it's easy to view God in light of our circumstances. Sometimes mm. Mm. when things are good, God's good. When business is good, God's good. When marriage is good. God is good. Right. But it's like when he, when, when they're challenging, it's like, that's when it's easy to, Oh God, why did you, why, why are you allowing, why are you letting this happen? It's easy to ask that, but instead, God, thank you for giving this, get, letting me have this tool that I can use to grow the kingdom and grow, share, share a message that communicates the your power, or, or right, or, or just like, because really, it's like I don't like. I feel like I'm 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 blessed so much more than I deserve. I mean, so much more than I deserve. It's like, and maybe, I don't want to say that having the story that I do makes that makes me saying that more valid or more legitimate or more understandable. But hopefully people are like, Hey, you know what? If this kid can say he's blessed. If this kid can feel grateful in the midst of pain and loss. If this kid can overcome challenges, why can't I? Mm, right. I, I love that because yeah, very easily you could, you could play the victim and, and feel like you're uh, all that I've been through now I'm owed whatever, you know? And, but instead yeah. you're saying no open hand, humility, God's blessed me, you know, in, in amazing ways. And so that to me is as encouraging as, as anything. So I, I love that, that perspective. Cause um, I'm actually reading a book right now about the, the victim mentality versus the hero mentality. Um, and so you're, you're a, you're a hero on a mission. And, and so I, I, I think that's uh, very, very inspiring. Um, and to keep it in light of, hey, look how good I've got it. I mean, that's, Gosh, to hear that is uh, that's powerful, man. So th- thank you for that. Um, no, for sure. That's a that's a special special perspective. Well, we we could talk all day. Um, I, I guess kind of the, the the final maybe maybe charge for for people as as we you know we, our goal is to always encourage sports fans to follow Jesus, become more like Him, and and today you know, taking this opportunity to to encourage sports fans to to overcome and and that's kind of your you're saying overcome it. And of course you, you talked about the, the, the grit framework. Um, so when you're kind of doing your speaking, how do you like to, to close it? How do you like to, to kind of summarize the, the overcome it 
mentality and, and approach as we uh, as we close things out today? Yeah, well, I think it's um, I think it's about setting a standard for yourself, right? I think it's about setting a standard because if whatever your standard is, like, and it doesn't have to be anything achievement based or anything or, or whatever, like, I think whatever whatever standard we choose, different everybody, whatever standard we choose to live up to, I think we'll do we'll do our best. Maybe this is idea idealistic to say, but I think we'll do our best to achieve that standard regardless of circumstance. So, and if like, it's like what or maybe your your standard is, like in sports, I would think every team wants to win the game. No team plays to lose, or at least the good ones don't, right? So every team wants to win. There's different ways to do that, but we're gonna do what we can to win the game. I mean, most teams don't go into a game and say, hey, you know what, here's a 20-point lead I'll give you in the, in the first quarter so that you can just have an easy, like, right? No, you, you play as hard as you can. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't you know, even if you're losing at halftime, you don't go shake the hand and say good game. You, you do, the second half, you try to come back and win. So, like, in, in sports, the goal is to win the game for, for, for most, for, for when you're playing game for most people. And whatever your goals are, whatever your standards are in life, I think if we remember that standard, I think we'll do what we can to achieve it regardless of circumstance. So for me, from early on, like everything I did, it, it, it was my dad always said, awesome, go big or go home, man. Go big or go home. Don't waste your time going halfway. Go big or go home. And that's kind of my standard for everything I do, <laughs> right? It's like sports from when I was when I was nine years old, going to the gym before school with my dad. When he would work out, I'd go in and work on my skill, work on basketball skills. Like I was going to go big. When I in school, I tried to go big. Dude did well in school. Fortunately, you know, had great you know teachers and stuff. We went big, and and basketball went big. Continued to go big, right? And when I met my wife, and <laughs> to get her to fall for me, I had to go big, right? I couldn't go halfway. I had to go all in to get her to fall for me, right? And now I'm married to her. It's been amazing. You know, married forty four years now, and um, I'm trying to go big as a husband. So. Go big again. I'm not not my place to tell your listeners how they should live, but like whatever your standard is, if it's go big, if it's work hard, if it's you know love or whatever, whatever it is, doesn't matter. If we really set that standard for 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 ourselves, I think we'll we'll do what we can to live up to it, no matter no matter the circumstance. So, no matter the circumstance, it's good. It's encouraging to me, and it's very easy to get. Yeah, bogged down by the circumstances, distracted, discouraged. Uh, and so, man, the message today to, to overcome, keep the grit, and, uh, and ultimately trust God and, and recognize the blessings that, that he's given us and, and, and to, to even include the, the, the hardest parts of our, our lives in, in that. Is, uh, it's challenging, but, but it's, it's true. And, and, and God is good and faithful. And, and to, uh, to, to hear you talk now these years later after what you've been through it's uh it's really inspiring and, and excited to know that you're sharing this message with with people everywhere and uh thankful that we were able to to share it with our our listeners today on unpacking it so keep up the great work austin uh appreciate you and, and appreciate your message uh, absolutely well thanks again for having me i really appreciate the time hope it will provide value and inspiration for your listeners and if there's anything else that i can do to serve or add value in any way you know how to find me. So look forward to staying in touch for sure. All the best Absolutely. until then.
Absolutely. You too, man. And, and go Duke. Is that who you pull for? Who you, who do you pull for in the final four? I think, I think, yeah, I think Duke, you know, and, and coach K's last year, you know, he's been there about 45 years. It'd be, be awesome to see to see him win the last, I mean, so I, I do like to see an underdog though. It's kind of pulling for St. Peter's. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, had, they had a good little run. Um, but yeah, you know, it'd be great to see Duke win um, for coach K's legacy. And I know he's passing the torch to John Shire, who's going to do great. I'm sure there as well. So. Absolutely. Well, we'll be, we'll be pulling for him for sure. But, uh, but thanks, Austin. He's Austin Hatch joining us on the MediShare guest line right here on the Unpacking It podcast. Be sure to check out his web- website, austin-hatch.com, and the link is in our, our show notes as well. But uh, thanks to Austin for joining us here today. Sharing the personal side of sports, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I can't wait to just see how God continues to use him throughout the rest of his life. Because Austin's such a young guy, and to to already have gone through so much and then have the perspective that he has at this point is, you can't even explain it. I mean, it's it's supernatural. So God God is good, and he's he's using uh, this story uh, for his purposes, and it's... You don't. I mean, it's hard to even hear what what Austin has been through. I mean, I, I can't, you can't even comprehend it. To lose two moms, uh, and then his dad, and, and and all that. You know, him and his dad had to go through together to then lose his his dad. I mean, I I, I just can't. I'm, I'm sure you're shaking your head as well. Um, so I encourage you to go watch the video. It'll it'll add a little bit more backstory uh, as well. But but I I wanted to to have him share, and I'm so glad that he did. You know what he speaks on, and and really, you know how he's encouraging other people now. And so it was great for you and I to hear that today. And this whole concept on grit, like I love that word. It's such a good word. Uh, so G growth mindset, R resilience, I integrity, and T team first mentality. So so write that down. Think about it again. Unpack it again. What does that look like in your own life? Um, to view everything with a growth mindset. How do I grow from this? How do I remain resilient regardless of my circumstances? How do I always have integrity regardless of the circumstance? And then how do we actually put others first, that team first mentality? Uh, it's it's, it's a, a wonderful way to, to kind of represent grit. And then the, uh, the other thing he, he, he well, he mentioned the, the verse James 1.12, uh, and he was wondering, is that the, the verse? It is, James 1.12. The, uh, the verse says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And so as, as, we, as we understand Scripture more and more, life oftentimes is very much about suffering, enduring, persevering, testing, and, and temptation. I mean, all of that's there, and, and God blesses us when we trust him when we seek him when we cling to him and and when you know we allow him to to help us strengthen us to persevere to endure to keep going uh he gives us the grit you know when we talk about growth mindset he's the one that's going to grow us he's going to grow our character and change us he's the one that gives us the strength to to be resilient uh based on the holy spirit leading and guiding us we can have integrity 
and and those promptings and convictions that come from the Holy Spirit allow us to have integrity. And then to actually have a team-first mentality, that's following the path of Jesus and, and who he was as a servant who, who laid down his life for us, who, who served the disciples, washed their feet, and, and all the wonderful things that he did here on earth to, to serve people as, as an example for us to, to now love and serve. And then the other, the other topic, just as far as you know, working hard, and it is such a great value and principle to, to work hard. And, and I think as, as followers of Jesus, we, all, we are called to work hard. I think sometimes, you because know, Austin was talking about it, but let me share these two verses, because in, in Colossians 3.23 and 24, this is the amplified version, it, it explains, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord, not from men, that you will receive the inheritance, inheritance, which is your greatest reward. It is the Lord Christ whom you actually serve. And so we want to work hard, no matter what it is. We want to, we want to have the mentality that we're serving the Lord, and, and that ultimately, even if we don't you know, receive whatever we want here on earth, we know that we're going to receive an eternal inheritance. And, and, and sometimes those, those jewels on our crown in heaven, uh, we've got to wait for those. And then ultimately we're going to take that crown off and we're going to throw it at the feet of Jesus in humility and praise and worship. But, uh, but, but working hard is, is blessed. You know, we, we, the, the challenge for us though, in the, in the society and the culture that we live in, we just work too much. So we still work hard. We just work too much. And, and so that's the battle that we face. And, and sometimes I get, I get hesitant when we discuss the topic of working hard because I think it can be taken to the extreme and it becomes a negative. But, but absolutely, this concept of, of serving God with all we have, working hard, giving our very best effort, yeah, we should do that. Galatians 6, 9 tells us, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll re- we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And so we keep doing the right things. We keep obeying God. We keep following his way. We, we, we keep working hard. We do things with excellence. God is excellent. Um, so we want to we represent him well. Not being, you know, plenty of verses about being lazy and slothful and that's not that's not the way we go. Uh, so we 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 do work hard. Um, so that was another another good message uh, that, that that bubbled up in, in the conversation today as well. Uh, so just wanted to give some some verses to add to it uh, for us today to to be encouraged. So yeah, I mean, so much there. I mean, it was just a, just a, a powerful conversation with Austin. So we'll have to catch up with him again. Uh, just seems like a, a really great guy, um, man. Can you imagine? I just can't even imagine all, all that he's been through, and then to have this approach to life, and and just you heard the humility and and the the willingness and and desire to serve others, to serve the people that he's speaking to, because it it always amazes me, you know, to, for people that have to, I asked him about this to to relive the pain and to tell the story. It's hard to do, and and I think many of us we have elements to our story that we just, we've moved on from. We don't want to talk about it anymore. We don't want to think about it anymore. And in some cases, maybe that's the right, the right thing. But I do think God wants to use our stories and use our testimonies for his glory, for his honor, so that we point to him. We point to the redemption. We point to the good that he's, 
He's redeeming out of tragedy, disappointment, former sin in our life, uh, the, the ways that he's changed us and transformed us that can be such an encouragement to somebody else. And so how can we use our testimony for, for others and, and, and ultimately to point people back to, to, to Jesus? So that, I think that's another secondary, uh, just add it to the list of encouragement today. Um, not that it's secondary, but throw it, throw it in the mix for sure. So much to unpack today, and hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll listen to this again because you probably probably missed something. Because sometimes he was going quick, he was going quick. That's why I wanted to read the the grit acronym again: growth mindset, resilience, integrity, team first mentality. He's just got so much to share. So it's 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 awesome. Uh, so thank you to, uh, to to Austin, and thank you for listening today here on the Unpacking the Podcast. Always great to be with you. And, and to have the opportunity to, to share this type of story with you. So I hope that it lifts you up today and uh, keeps you going. Keep, let's keep persevering together. So I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events in Charlotte, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.